you need to be authentic as a teacher and then work on your teaching skills, in other words, communicating a message that you've learned. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Emmanuel, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you so much, Glenn. Good to, good to be here again. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to see you up in uh, in Toronto as usual, and um, uh, we were up there just uh, just last weekend for the uh, three day against tension seminar up at uh, HQ and uh, and their rented space outside of it. I guess that was a seriously uh, seriously thought provoking seminar for me. Uh, it's um, and on the one level, it seemed like some very foundational things. We were mostly working on you know walking, breathing, position, and how that relates to kind of power generation um but along the way a lot of kind of pretty profound things came out um uh, for me and for lots of people that i've talked to so I'm, I'm really interested to get your um your your take on what you feel like vlad was emphasizing and why and kind of ha- and how this fits in kind of with the way that you think about systema and, and, and way your training is right now of course, of sure. course. And then first, Glenn, thank you for having me on. Um, it's always a treat. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people one-on-one, and I, I wish sometimes uh, people could hear those conversations because I don't kind of plan what I'm going to say. I just kind of, you know, say what I say, and, and, mm. and it comes out, and I'm like, wow, I think a lot of people might enjoy that. So sure. this is kind of good to kind of touch a lot of people, which is great. So thank you for all the efforts that you're doing as well. But talk, yeah, um, you, and you've also got your own uh, fight pod, right? So you do your occasional yeah, uh, podcast on there too. So. Totally different. Yours is, yours is so much better. <laughs> I mean, mine is like, um, I, again, I, I, if you're an artist, right, if you're a true artist, uh, inspiration comes when it comes. I mean, Mm. um, uh, I could see a student doing something and, and I'm literally driving home or the next day I thought about training and I just want to share a thought or comment that I had that I think a lot of people could benefit from. Right. Capture Um, it while it's fresh. Capture it while it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, and I mean, again, it depends where you're at, but for me, I do so much systema and I see so much that you start to see the artistic side of it. You start to see the uh, how much beauty there is in it, in both personal and, and everything. And you you don't want to miss those. You want to share them with people and not just keep them in your head. Yeah. Uh, so they, you know, so I try to capture as fast as I can. And I think the audience, because most of it's people from Toronto and it's busy there and, and people don't have a whole lot of time to um, – uh, listen to long podcasts like so I, mine are very short they're less mm. than 15 minutes right yeah um, it's just an idea that I want people to run with it's not uh, where yours is, is much deeper and uh, it's got a broader community base right it's, it's yeah. huge right mm. um, yeah so I, I really enjoy yours is much more professional mine's you know mine you've got road and road noise in the back I could be in the car I could be at home with my dog fire trucks <laughs> I mean I, I don't it's it's literally just off my computer off my phone yeah it's well, so Mine's only got professional with the addition of Adrian Harvey, our editor. When it was left to me, it was wholly unprofessional. So it's, uh, it's thanks to her and some support and from people on Patreon so I can pay her. That's, that's what's made it semi-professional. <laughs> I'm grateful for all that you do. So I just want to share that. Thank you. Man. Um, the seminar itself, I mean, I, I've gone to so many. So I, I always go with uh, a new student mentality. Like I go and I try to put myself back there. It, it's just important, right? Yeah. It's not bringing yourself down. It's just like to give something its true appreciation. You need to see it with kind of new eyes all the time. Yeah. So uh, the seminar was great. I thought the, the place, uh, the venue was was, was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the atmosphere was uh, very warm. You saw a lot yeah. of laughter and smiling. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I not thought very, I thought it was very okay. peaceful, very calm, yeah. right? It, it seemed like the whole tone in the room really kind of everybody, um, maybe it was the tone of what Vlad was doing to try and get us to move and walk softly and things, but everybody just seemed emotionally on a very calm kind of level. Yeah, the, the room was very uh, well balanced, uh, yeah. was very well, um, energy was very good in the room. And like I said, it was just very positive. I would say it's just a, a, was a positive energy in the room. Yeah. Uh, and you know, however it got there, I mean, there, there's, we'll, I'll talk about Vlad and I'll talk about the seminar and then I'll talk about my perspectives and stuff. Sure. Um, cause there's always those kind of things, right? Mm. So first, uh, you know, we should always start by just thanking, uh, Vlad and Valerie and just for, uh, hosting the events. Cause these things take a lot of work. Eh? They're not yeah. easy. Yeah. Even though you've been doing it for a long time, you know, it's like think of yourselves. Like even though you've done plenty of house parties, yeah. I mean, they're not they don't get easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's still a lot of work. And and you know, to get this many people together efficiently and effectively and and, and pull it off is a lot of work. So we need to thank both of them. Absolutely. Uh, just from an administrative side. And then Vlad is a teacher as well, right? There's a lot that goes into all of this. Hmm. Um so if I'll talk about Vlad for a moment, um you know, as a teacher, I mean, he's overlooked how uh, well structured the class was. Yeah. Um, again, because I'm seeing it as because I do a lot of seminars and I do a lot of teaching. Mm. Um, and, you know, the amount of uh, care and patience that he dis- uh, displayed and the 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 way he kept going back to the material, the, to the, the base idea. He had an idea for the seminar. Yeah. I mean, I'll get into the details of it, but I mean, we're just talking high level now. Sure, yeah. So he had a clear vision of the seminar hmm. and he kept he kept that vision alive throughout the two days and throughout every hour of those two days. Yeah. Now, whether students could accomplish, that's a different story. Sure. But, but, but in terms of him, the material and, and because that's part of learning, right, is that you need to repeat information. Otherwise, you can't just say it once. I mean, think of how many times we repeat to our kids stuff. Yeah. Did you brush your teeth? Did you do this? Did you, you know, yeah. think about that. It's the same. Need reinforcement. Right? So, yeah. Reinforcement and, and repeat it because it doesn't go in right away. So he did that and it was really good. And I, and I, I know because I'm listening, like I, I'm trying to be a new student and I'm so I'm listening to everything he says I'm not just thinking well he said this before to me I'm just trying to constantly uh, do that yeah so the way he the way he the, the teaching and and the learning that was there and the uh, the way it was structured was was masterful but yeah the way uh, I really noticed that people um, a lot of people and certainly I felt it um, really took the progression and and didn't forget things as they went along you know because of the way that he was reinforcing it sometimes we can do these and, and i try and do it too right and i've actually learned a lot of this from you and the way that you teach as well you know how you can layer things in a way that people can absorb neurologically right if you introduce um very complex movements too fast sometimes people just kind of get you know kind of a decision paralysis you know they, they can't move their whole body all at once in those complex ways and and that's part of the reason why we typically do crawling and warm-ups and breath work and like isolating one part of the body and then we move on to more complex things right um but it was interesting to me that in this one there was almost no warm-up right we didn't do all the reaching and stretching rolling around that this is the first time i've been to there wasn't even a single push-up pretty much throughout the entire thing so he was like you should you know you should be ready to work right away and yet that's that concept of like keep yourself open and uh, keep yourself aligned in order to generate power from your environment 
it seemed to carry through in a way that perhaps I hadn't felt entirely in, in seminars at HQ before, right? And I think in the past I've suffered from a bit of a, a recency bias, right? I start the, uh, I start the seminar thinking, all right, this is what it's about. And then four hours into the seminar, I'm thinking about only about what we did within the last half an hour, right? And the, and the drill becomes too narrow. But somehow on this one, the reinforcement or the way that it worked or perhaps the partners and the atmosphere in the room, you know, it all kind of seemed to conspire to keep the central theme there. And people really were. You didn't see people like struggling and like hacking at each other and just trying to win you know, and stuff like that by the end of the drill. They, they were genuinely working on themselves throughout the entire seminar. Oh, it really felt that way to me. Yeah. Oh, no, without a, especially the first day, uh, the, without mm. a doubt. Um, this, the first day was a lot more internal. Second yeah. day, I would think, would be a lot more uh, of a uh, uh, martial art. Sure. Deal. Not that the first one wasn't, but you sure. know, there wasn't as much on the first day. Sure. Um, and Quinn said the first day was my favorite. Not that the second wasn't good, but just when you get to a certain level, you realize that a lot of the work you have to do in Sistema is personal, right? Yeah. It's internal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy that a lot because that's that's really where majority of my work is. Um, when so you you cut you touched on a few things that I'll just veer off for a second. Um, I would say. Um, more you, people should focus less on trying to understand Sistema, uh, especially the teachers, right? So we talk about specific teachers. If I were to look across the board at 80% of the people I see that are teaching, okay, there's and you, they need to spend more time understanding teaching. Yeah. See, in other words, the, the, for me, it's 70 30. I spend 70% of my time studying how to be a great teacher. And it's not because I don't care about Sistema, because if we do believe or we understand Sistema is intuitive, it's it's very natural, then I don't need to worry about it as much. I need to worry about how I'm communicating the message authentically for me, the way I am, like, not, not like anybody else. Like, you know, yeah. you see Michael's doing it the way Michael does it. You see Vlad do it the way Vlad does it. Sure. You know, we've seen other great teachers teaching as well that do it the way they do it, like Constantine would be one and, you know, different people that we've seen. Yeah. So – you need to be authentic as a teacher and then work on your teaching skills. In other words, communicating a message that you've learned. Yeah. So, that, so you know, to me, it's like uh, it was, it's super interesting um, to see this uh, because, again, I, I, we're going to be around Sistema. We're going to be practicing it and it's going to be – it's going to come to us. But to specifically say, I just need to study this, but then you're not studying how to communicate the message. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Com- is so much yeah you know it's like a guy that goes to school he gets his phd but he can't he can't explain to anybody what the hell he knows sure and that happens yeah i used to i used to work in the science museum in london right the national museum of science and industry and we had these guys they called them the curators and they were global experts on their fields of technology right one was the space curator so he knew everything about astrophysics and space travel and all that stuff cosmology another guy who was like the mechanical engineering um curator so he knew everything from from steam all the way through tesla cars or whatever you know like that kind of thing um but what was really interesting was that they just, we kept them in kind of back rooms away from the public because if you brought them out and showed them to a public member they'd be like ah, one of the interesting things and they'd scare the hell out of everybody and they couldn't communicate what it was that they knew so they they're okay at writing books as long as somebody edited them but they were awful at explaining what it was that they did so they were global experts but they couldn't share their expertise effectively you know it's like so they're two separate separate skills right they really are. that's that, so that's what i was kind of meaning is that we yeah. this oh, so many you know we got system of good but then we need to practice how we we transmit it sure um it's very important this is a skill this is huge right mm. so so for so back to vlad so we don't get 
two off so we could break it in the right port. So sure. I thought the, the, the way Vlad communicated it was just masterful. And I thought mm. the, his energy level through the whole seminar was great. When you think of how many people were there and the way he walked around the room and um, there was plenty of instruction. And then there was also time as well to work on the stuff um, that, that he, he, uh, he gave as well. Um, what I liked is that he brought it back to the most basic things that we do, like way we light on the ground. And he said, okay, this is it guys. This is your, you know, this is the way it is. And when you stand up, look at how far, how much tension just standing is. Yeah. Look how much tension is just in bending down mm. and it forces you to be more detailed. Like, like this is, you know, so important, right? The, mm. the, to find details. I, I remember an English teacher who, who said, you know, we, we wrote about something and it was like, just put a pen on the table and says, write about this pen. Yeah. And it was like, there's not much to, to talk about. It's just a pen on the tape, but you were forced to become creative because you need to write a couple of pages. Yeah. <laughs> you could put a stupid pen on a, on a table. Yeah. But, but finding detail in very simple things that look like, you know, I could talk about this in two sentences, but I got to now write two pages. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I, I know how to lie down. I know how to stand up. But now I'm forced to look at the little details and just standing and then simple details of walking or yeah. bending down. Like that level of detail, you can't tell me isn't a template for other details. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's, it's huge. And he did it at the seminar. And then I also did it at the fight club. Mm. Um, I taught, been teaching uh, the similar idea, which is what all teachers should be doing is um, working with the idea that you get. Uh, from your teacher yeah and, and seeing where you can take it right yeah and all of them all my students as well they're like wow this is profound yeah i found that too i've only been teaching like a couple of days since i've been back and that there was i mean for me i've done those drills some drills like that so many times when you lie on the ground you feel relaxed you feel heavy and then you stand up and something mistranslates you know a lot of the time for or has done in the past where i'm like okay um, I'm trying to feel the same kind of heaviness and the same kind of work, but it's not quite the same. Once uh, or a few times at Fight Club, I've, you've you've been very fond of using the analogy of like put yourself, put your back to the wall, and then that can give you kind of a stepping stone. And you, all right, and now take that posture from the wall and that that alignment, and that's been really helpful to me in the past. But I, I think to somehow the link was made for me. There was this um, kind of moment in there when he was talking about focusing on the weight of the heels. And then the weight of the back of the pelvis and the weight of the shoulders and the back of the head. And they're the, the lowest points of contact on the ground, right? So gravity is pulling on those first before it gets the other things. Um, and you're kind of feeling those things. And then I think this is one of the first times where I stood up and without the need to stand against a wall in order to correct myself, I, I could feel the same things. I stood up and I was like, oh, I can feel the weight in my feet and I could feel the weight in my pelvis. And that was something that... Uh, has been kind of elusive to me for quite a long time. Like this idea that you can relax your pelvis, let it sink and just the weight go through the knees that you don't have to hold it on the knees, right? That there's, there's some relaxation you can have in the knees and then just feel that going through your feet. I felt it in increments and I felt it standing still. And as part of kind of like a, you know, almost like a performance or as an exercise to try and build other things, like the way that sometimes I think in Chinese internal arts, people practice Qigong, you know, they'll stand still and feel all that weight. But I think this was the first time that I felt it to the extent that I could do it and then I could move and it was still there, you know, like it didn't go away again. And that was, for me, that was enormously profound and like, and being able to feel that weight in transition, you know, that, that yeah. was a big deal. No, it's, it's huge. And mm. again, just the way it was put together and the way it first day led to the second day was a wonderful progression. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and again, it was a combination of a wonderful lesson, wonderful lesson execution, wonderful uh, communication, hmm. uh, calm demeanor from everybody. It was not just it was uh, Valerie, the, his daughters were there. You know, it's just it was a family thing, but it was just everybody was was just, you know, was such a wonderful place. It was it, it the whole seminar lent itself like that. And I think we all walked away from the seminar saying uh, we need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> to work with more detail like mm-hmm. I did. And, yeah. and and I've been doing this for 25 years. I mean, I, yeah. I walked with it. If somebody uh, uh, didn't feel this, you got a real problem. You got to ask yeah. yourself, if you're listening to this. You didn't feel the same thing because yeah. it, uh, I've been to a lot of seminars, it, you know, this seminar was 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 as precise as you're going to get yeah what what was needed and again it was not it wasn't a right or wrong and i like that he just said he goes yeah i remember vlad saying guys if you can't feel it Mm. um if you if you can't feel it it's okay it just means you have tension right yeah the distinction between physical tension and psychological tension yeah is is, so another huge point that he made Mm. uh seminar which was profound not profound but it was it was well well stated because Mm. a lot of athletes um, will suffer from, and that's the big difference. You will get a ton of athletes that physically can meet all the parameters of, of, of what a coach needs yeah. and make the team. But then under a game situation, you see the psychological difference. Yeah. I mean, you see it, you're like, shit, you can't make the shot. He can make the shot. Mm. You, 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 uh, drop the ball. He keeps the ball. Like you see it in all athletics. Yeah. It's the same martial arts. So like, you get a guy who can, who, who can clearly fight, but then when the fight starts, he just, it just mentally freezes. Yeah, you see it in, in soccer all the time. It's legendary in yes. the uh, in the England f- national football team. All of whom, like the individual players, are spectacular and they play throughout the world and in the best teams in Europe. You know, and they're they're incredible and like top goal scorers. And then you put them together on the England side at a national level, and for some yeah. reason that reliably every four years it falls apart you know the brazilians and the portuguese are still enjoying their game and staying relaxed and staying focused they're in that flow zone but the the english for some reason just get hugely intimidated at that level and the further they get through the tournament they worse they play you know it just kind of falls apart um a lot of the time at that level but it's, it's been changing a little bit lately but it's um we're kind of legendary for choking that you know once the stakes come up so it's that's uh that's what jumps straight into my mind when you talk about that phenomenally gifted players right who are you know the most expensive and the most coveted in the world and yet they can't deliver when it really counts <laughs> so, it's it's hard yeah. but but the mental aspect that he talked about was 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 powerful like that connection between mental tension yeah. and and then the way he he showed how to insert it like you know you're punching somebody and then um yeah and that drill like to, to get back to dif- to to get back to that so he, he he put it together really well so i, I yeah. think that that's enough said in terms of like um Vlad and 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 all the all the great things he did for the seminar. Sure. Let's talk about the seminar now, like the yeah. actual seminar, the content. So things that uh, were because I don't want to tell everybody how to feel. I just what I felt like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. So uh, first day was my favorite. Not that the second day was no good. It was mm. my favorite because it was very internal and it was also. Um, the way I like to work because once you've been doing Sistema for a while, you realize that a lot of the problems are your own. Like they, yeah. you, they're yeah. inside you. So you need to work on them. And I, I, I love working on them. I don't like blaming my partners. I like working on the problems I have and executing them. Yeah. And it's yeah. also – it's very humbling because there's no ego involved. Yeah. Like there's – you know, like there's no – it's you. Like, hmm. you know, we always want to blame other people or other things or – so this was very good. Um, and the detail um, went a step further than than uh, the details I've I've had. So th- this sure. is like – oh, I got even more details. Sure. You know, it's like – it's like you got more resources in you, you know. Yeah. There was – um. 
there was a years ago, I think it was the very first um, camp Vlad did. Yeah. The very first camp he did. And I believe it was the first one. And uh, he said, okay, we're going to hold a 10-minute push-up, 10-minute squat. So every day, three times a day, mm. we're going to start our training with a 10-minute squat, 10-minute push-up, a 10-minute leg raise. Yeah. And what – and, you know, within the – Within the first time, we were like, how are we going to do this? Nobody had done 10 minutes. Yeah. It's long, right? Yeah, yeah. Two days later, everybody was doing it. No problem. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. By the third day, for sure, everybody was doing it. It was yeah. unbelievable. Like, yeah. what we yeah. thought we had, like, mm. is so much more inside us. Yeah, yeah. Like, so short of the bar. Like, ourselves, mm. personally, we, we won't push ourselves to the edge like that. We're so yeah. short. Mm. You know, it takes special people that can do that on their own. Mm. Um and I thought, you know, I had a, a good amount of detail, but now Vlad showed an, a deeper level of detail, even from the walk or yeah. from the stand or from the kneel that I had never played with much more than for five minutes. Like this was yeah. like hours. So that that was very good. There was some, some amazing lightness to that movement, right? Because um, when we were practicing the walking, that's just those the fine details about shifting your weight and making a very small gait length, you know, making half a footstep at a time and really feeling the weight shift and then seeing how that, reacts within your body and i think he had like one image where he sort of said you know when you press down into the floor something resonated with me he said like the floor is like maximum tension the floor is 100 percent tense it can't be anything else right you're not going to yeah. push the, push the planet out the way when you push down with it on your foot it's just not going to happen so um so that comes back up through you and you can decide how far up it goes right you can trap it in your knee and just keep that knee locked and then swing everything around that pivot point or you can trap it in your hip and swing everything around that point which i think has been my tendency you know i, I let it travel as far as my hip and then for some reason lock off the hip and swing past that but this this was you know him describing that you should feel it spreading back up and distributing itself like evenly through your body right all the way up to your neck and even to your hands so that every step literally gives you power right you're pressing the floor the floor presses back and the power spreads through your body and it's funny i i felt that before with when you do push drills with the fists when you place the foot fist and you push and you kind of police yourself for tension right if you can feel something yep. in your shoulder yep. or your hip then you try and distribute it and so that you can evenly distribute that force and bounce it out and then push and actually do work right but i hadn't really made that connection with my feet you know it's like the hands were so much more sensitive than my feet or something or i just didn't put it together but once i started to feel that i'm like oh this is a game changer you know it, it enables you to be heavy but also move fast at the same time there's, there's there's and you can feel your balance so much better you can hold yourself more accountable there's so many things that come from that that one thing right it was, it was like a, a new uh, root had been planted or something, right? And all these things, other things sprouted for it. I'm like, oh God, I had no idea I was making this many mistakes. <laughs> it just suddenly came out. Like, it was really good. Yeah. And the other, and what I remember a conversation a translator had said that at a, a seminar Michael did years ago where he had said to us that when we need to relax, you need to relax immediately. Like mm. he said, like you, you, and then it dawned on me, you know, people train for power. They train for speed, you know, all these other things. So if I need to be fast, I need to be fast now. Like if somebody you know, stole yeah. my wallet and is running away, I need speed now. I don't need it like I can't warm up. I need it right sure. now. If I need yeah. to be strong, if I'm moving a fridge and it slips and I need to hold it up, yeah. I need it now. Yeah. When you need to relax, you also need it now. Yeah. So two things that have happened in my life when I was younger, and again, no systemic training. So yeah. there's no point of reference because mm -hmm. sometimes people will think that, you know, I, I try to reference stuff before Sistema hmm. that, that to find it. So, I, you know, I stepped, my dad was renovating the basement. He thought he cleaned up, but he left a nail and hmm. it was a big nail. And hmm. I 
my foot through it. Yeah. Um, and nail was straight through my foot. And mm. I, I just, I'm like, wow. And I instantly relaxed my body, mm. instantly sat on the floor, relaxed mm. my leg, held my leg with my hands, relaxed, and called my dad. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so it was like instant relaxation. Like, I just put a nail through my foot. Yeah. Like, it's not like some people would scream. I instantly relaxed. I realized this is serious. Yeah. And, and the whole body. Other time I was in the hospital, uh, some surgery, and it was so funny. I, uh, I was lying in bed, and I had, I'll just give preface it, I had uh, my knee surgery. So I reconstructed hmm. surgery. I was in bed for about five days, uh, drinking a lot of liquids, but not um, not urinating enough. Uh, because they told me, you know, well, I couldn't get up. I had all these monitors on me and tubes coming out of every part of my body. I'm like, Jesus, I go, this is just a knee surgery. But... It was like you'd, you'd think I'd you know, been in a huge car accident or something, right? Hmm. And the nurse said, listen, if you, don't, if, you, I, I, if you don't urinate, we have to put a catheter in you. Hmm. And I'm like, what's a catheter? I didn't know what a catheter was. And I what a catheter was. And I'm like, what? I go, and I go, well, I go, I think I can go to the washroom. I just can't go to the washroom lying down on my back. I mean, the yeah. last time I would have done that was like, I don't know, like hmm. six hmm. months old. Like, sure. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not good at peeing myself. I'm not good at peeing myself, right? And it was weird because we laugh, but Mm. I was on uh, Demerol and Codeine. So you're on these like painkillers, heavy-duty painkillers. Yeah. So you're like, you can't feel, you know, that you got it. But you know, you should go to the washroom, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. So I was like, so shit. So she left and I'm like, okay, there's no catheter. Okay, I got Mm. to take that off the plate. So I said, I think if I could stand up, I could go. But they wouldn't let me stand up. Yeah. So when she left, I decided to make an attempt at standing up. Mm. And when I stood up, it was really funny. I was I I tr- had to stay so relaxed. Mm. A because I was weak, and two I had all these monitors and cables and 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 you pads. Pull and them out. Like, yeah. I didn't want to pull anything yeah. off. Yeah. So I got up so carefully, and I took that mm. to walk carry all these things like i literally had you know two things in one hand two things in the other and i'm mm. walking so gingerly so mm. slowly not to pull anything out and also for myself as well sure. and then sure. i went to the washroom i had a good news story and that was good <laughs> that was okay but it was so gingerly it was yeah. so ginger and tender and when we were walking I, it reminded me of that actually yeah walking. i can see that yeah yeah you know so or if that, uh, well, if I've uh, once extruded two discs in my back, you know, if you ever have like a horrible back problem, that's how you walk, right? You walk so as not to agitate it. You walk so softly and so balanced because any lean or any twist is just agony, right? So you just walk extraordinarily softly. Isn't it? So when we use that as a reference point, um, it just it, it dawned on me that we work on power, we work on speed, we work on all these things and, mm. and look at all the work that goes into those specific skill sets and abilities. Mm. And then with relaxation, if you tell people, when you, they're like, okay, I need a few beers, you know, give me yeah. an hour, a nap, and then I, I can relax. Like, but, yeah. but you, you need, need it right it, away. Yeah. You need it now. In yeah. certain situations, you need it now. Yeah. So um, explaining that to students this week, they really saw it. They go, yeah, you're right. You know, like, you need it now. Don't miss your chance to train with senior systemic instructor Martin Wheeler at the four-day masterclass North Carolina, October 10th to 13th, 2019. The theme this year is Soft Work to Full Speed, a progressive multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, covering basic moving and striking, advanced grappling and takedowns, full speed knife and stick work, 
and tapping the unconscious mind in combat. The event is strictly limited to 35 persons, and advanced pricing is $650 for both days by April the 1st, with the option of a non-returnable deposit of $150 to hold your spot. Register online at ncsystema.com events, or email us for more details. There was another aspect which I thought was really interesting in that, and that he was describing, or he kind of almost defined power as something that's always there, right? Which which puts it a little bit in contrast to some of these other things that we think about training and physical performance, right? Because if you want to train for, I don't know, um, just kind of static strength or something like that, or explosive strength, then you do specific exercises and you have to train them. You have to make them progressive. You have to keep loading your body so that you get better and better at it. Um, for speed, the same thing, right? You can increase your speed, but you have to push yourself in order to kind of keep doing that. Um, and even endurance, right? You have to add it over time progressively and then your cardiovascular system adapts and your metabolism adapts and things like that. But he described power as something a little bit different. The way that he defined it was that power is always there. Like it's always in your body and it's always in the environment around you it's in you know the air it's in the floor it's and it's there to be grabbed if you can just be a clean conduit of it right and that's so it's a little bit different you're not training yourself to like do more you're training yourself to do less so that it can express itself through you and to me it's like this almost reminded me of what they talk about in like you know meditation or, or something like that right whether like the goal is the goal isn't to concentrate really hard or think about nothing the goal is to just be and then like natural awareness comes into your body right so it, it almost became it, there was there's a lot of parallels there for, for me in the in the way that those things are talked about you know it was it was cultivating um a fullness out of emptiness and it's sounding super like <laughs> wanky and zen now but it's but it's the, you know what i mean it's that's what it sounded so more like let's, let's not make it zen and that that's yeah, yeah. this way so there's a wolf in the forest mm. and the wolf is uh the apex predator mm. and uh he will make an attempt at uh, pick the animal that you want, say a deer. Yeah. And uh, nine times out of ten, he's not successful. So we say to us, "Wow!" So the deer was successful nine times out of uh, you know nine times out of ten. You know, he's only going to be successful one time out of ten. So and and that's I think a, I think it's a pretty, I'm pretty it's pretty sure average. Yeah, very, it's pretty very average, few predators right? get above one out of ten. Yeah. So okay, so let's look at let's look at a deer. So what does it do very well? I mean, eyesight is okay. It's got pretty good eyesight, but it really doesn't rely heavily on its eyesight. It's got a good nose. It doesn't really heavily rely on its nose. Hmm. It has really a, a deer when you look at it is actually quite relaxed. Hmm. Um, when you watch it on its own, it's it's really quite relaxed. Hmm. Um, I've watched them many a time. I've, You're I've, a bow I've hunter, right? You've gone bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, I go. Yeah, yeah but I spend, I'm just a good woodsman. Like I get out fishing. I'm, you're always going to run across an animal and see yeah. them, and and then hunting as well. And when you, when I'm I'm, I'm amazed at watching an animal. And again, uh, people are listening. Um, it, it's incredible. Like hmm. you watch an animal from very far away. And maybe hundreds of yards, and it'll eventually progress its way towards you, and you can see it getting nervous. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and it has no reason to. You can not be seen. There's mm. no reason to, other than it's like something doesn't feel right. So yeah. is its relaxation becomes a barometer of tension. Yeah. Other when there's an animal that's that's hunting you, it's kind of tense. It's up to something. Sure. So it allows you to feel that. And mm. it's, it's remarkable because when I watch um, Michael or Vlad work, I can see that how relaxed they are is just so they can see my tension or sure. the person's tension. Yeah. And it's going to be more accurate. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look at a deer, it's nine times out of 10. Yeah. It will, it will. And what it's doing is it's not going to prevent the attack. It's going to detect it 
uh, at a at a safer distance for it to react. Yeah, it gets a head start. Kind of it gets a head start. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's been uh, my observation as well. I mean, I've seen it so many times. I, mm. I, I, I can't even tell you. And, and, and you want to hear an interesting dichotomy? Mm. I will. So sometimes you'll see that, you know, let's say uh, uh, your um, intention, yeah. look how different intention is. So, during let's say a deer season which is more in the fall and then a different animals in the in the spring which is turkey yeah so but they're in the same forest so mm. you know how many times i have gotten within i don't know three yards which is like a jump mm. to a turkey in the deer season yeah because you're not looking for it right there's no <laughs> intent looking, but yeah, it, yeah. And, it, and i'm not looking for it so it, yeah. it literally i disappear to it and the yeah. same deer mm. it's like it's amazing I, the closest i've ever gotten to deer is during turkey season yeah <laughs> It's crazy. It's like I'm not looking for it, and it can feel it. It doesn't sure. feel. Oh, you're not looking for me. Yeah. And I remember, I remember a, a, a real thug at a bar who was looking for somebody, mm. and there was tons of people there ready to fight. Mm. But he was looking for one specific person. He didn't see anybody else. Sure. Yeah. There yeah. were many people that would have fought with him if he had just looked beside him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But he didn't see that person. Yeah. So it's it's interesting how you so it, how you can be found with tension and intention. Yeah, Vlad, Vlad did, I think it was uh, maybe Parameters of Power Seminar last year. We did a, an exercise where he got us into groups, groups of about 12, maybe like 12 or 20. Um, and everybody's clustering together like a crowd drill. And, and he yeah. said that everybody just push, punch in the face, grab an escape. You know, so you've basically got a mob that's fighting itself. And then one of the people had to be out of the mob, right? And the, uh, the only thing you had to do was try and walk through without getting punched or grabbed, right? And that kind of thing. And um, of course, people were trying to barge their way through or they were like crawling on their hands and knees trying to get between people's legs like toddlers or something. And then Vlad was like, no, 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 you got the wrong idea. And he had everybody do the same thing again. And he literally just walked through like really relaxed and it didn't occur to people to grab him. He's not a small guy, you know, it's not like he's five foot two or something. He's a pretty big bill, but he doesn't, he he can kind of disappear. He can gray himself out and just go through. And after he showed that, I'm like, oh, okay. And and I've I've realized that since, and especially in multiple attacker situations, if, you know, if you're looking for the fight, you become like the locust, right? Everybody turns and looks at you. But if you're just kind of paying it forward and walking through and punching people in the back from time to time, we did that drill this time too, right? He had us to cluster together very, very close and see how it made us feel different and then move and just raise your hands up. And it was amazing how when the whole crowd lifted its hands, even you could feel a change in the crowd, right? You could feel it was now a threatening crowd. Um, but then some people you passed, they didn't feel threatening and some people did, right? If I walked past you or Martin or something, I'm like, I still didn't feel a threat until I got punched in the back or something. <laughs> it was kind of still there. But some people, it's just so obvious as soon as they pick their hands up, just the act of lifting their hands seems to translate to their entire psychological state. And they just become this big transmitter of of uh of like violent energy you know they're like here it comes even if they're not trying to tense up their shoulders or their neck or their face something gives them away in that you know so it's uh it's that's that's fascinating to me the the other thing that i think of is that you know i teach these um kind of science-based stress workshops right now i do for corporate groups and things like that and one of the things that um i integrate in there is uh the polyvagal theory right which is this idea that we have a sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic. Most people kind of know about that. You've got the fight or flight or you've got the rest or digest. Um, yeah. But within the last 20 years, there's one researcher in the UNC down here, actually in North Carolina, by the name of Stephen Porges, who postulated that there's actually two parts to the 
parasympathetic branch, right? Literally two branches to it. Um, and one of them puts you into a kind of a relaxed fight or flight mode. Uh, uh, sorry, a relaxed rest and digest mode. But the other branch actually goes beyond that and goes into a kind of a full shutdown, like almost like a play dead mode. And this has some really interesting implications when you think about what happens and and he uses this example of predator prey relationships and this is what kind of reminded me of it a little bit the analogy that you used with deer right um instead of you've got a gazelle or something on the serengeti right um if you've got a bunch of gazelles and they're in a herd um when they're maximally relaxed when they're fully in that kind of uh um i think it's the ventral branch of the parasympathetic right they're they're completely relaxed and they are um mobilized they're moving around they're eating they're like mating behaviors they're trying to you know meeting friends they're socializing all that kind of stuff right they're mobilized with relaxation basically right they're moving around but they're relaxed about being moving around but as soon as there's a, a twitch like there's a there's a twitch of the grass somebody one of them sees a tail or something above the grasslands around it or something like that the behavior changes in a very subtle way they don't go into full fight or flight and start running right away but they stop feeding so much or they like they they feed in little kind of flurries right they change their eating behavior they stop mating behavior altogether they get like less sociable they don't want to they want to stay with the group but they don't want to focus on anyone in particular so in very subtle ways they're going into this tiny bit of the sympathetic where they're just changing their behavior in small ways and then when if like a leopard or something or a cheetah breaks the grass then they go into like full on fight or flight they run first and if the cheetah gets close enough they actually start to jump to say look I'm the healthiest one go and get one that's not as healthy right? <laughs> or something like that and then if they get actually bitten by the cheetah they will actually try and kick initially they'll try and kick the crap out of it to get it to let go but if they get full on tripped and the leopard or the cheetah has, has got a bite on them right um then they'll actually flick into this play dead mode and most of the time they just die when that happens like they'll play dead and the cheetah goes great you're dead and it bites even deeper and they die but about i think it's about five percent of the time the cheetah relaxes after that happens let's go and then the gazelle jumps up and runs away right so it's actually yeah, it's a mechanism for like um for like deep relaxation to play dead to come back out of it and it and it kind of strikes me in that early part of that phase that what we're actually trying to cultivate is rather than go from naught to 60 to go from completely relaxed and hanging out with my friends and sociable to yeah. the second there's a threat to jump into fight or flight and like now I have to run or fight the guy or do something. But almost what we're training ourselves to do here is to stay in that kind of minimally activated mode where there's a little bit of sympathetic activation. You're, you're ready to move, right? Your behavior changes a little bit, but you're still relaxed enough that you can move, right? That you've got another choice. You don't have to just fight, right? And it's, um, so I can see that parallel very clearly now you've said that. Good. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. And so I observe those things mm. um, where, and the, the, that's a big takeaway for me that we, we need to, do more with relaxation you know yeah. it has to be it, it's got to be as a skill like strength we know we don't know when we're going to need it but when we're going to yeah. need it we're going to need it right away and and that's a, a that i've never i've never expressed so this is mm. some new area so i'll be able to work with that a little bit more in the coming months yeah to, to quickly be able to call on relaxation when you need it mm. um, and there was some good demos with the whip that cultivated that like i'm coming at you to an attack and then mm. I, there's a whip yeah um you know, same like any real situation, you go to grab somebody and then you realize a little too late there's a knife. You need to relax right away, minimize the damage and things like that. Uh, so what wonderfully uh, like this, um, the things that I noticed. So I'm not sure what else to say other than because what I liked with the seminar is that it wasn't complex in an idea. Like the, the general idea was simple. Yeah. And, and but doing it is complex. Um, and that requires a lot of practice from everybody. So I love stuff 
that requires us to practice and go deeper. So that's what the seminar left for me. It would go deeper um, into this concept of relaxation and then also finding power in it. Yeah. Finding power from that and, mm. and finding an, an openness, a better awareness, more creativity, more energy mm. because you're saving energy. So there's benefits on multiple levels. Mm. Um, that that we can uh, go to with this. I mean, you can look at it in so many different ways. That's one of the things I was going to ask you about. Is um, there was, it's when I came to the seminar, um, and the, maybe the way that it was advertised as well. You know, as it was put out as against tension. You know, and it was like how to work against it, uh, like a partner when they're maximally tense, right? And some system of practitioners, like, you know, they worry about this. We practice a lot of soft work. We practice a lot of play. And then sometimes when they get into the thick of it, um, they find a very tense partner, a very strong partner that has good good balance, good structure, and they know how to hold themselves. And they find it difficult to apply some of the lessons that they've taken from soft work or from movement or from understanding biomechanics to those situations. And then they kind of give up, get tense, play the game, right? <laughs> or, or maybe just kind of resort to just dumping them to try and destroy the tension and break them a little bit, but in a, in a not very precise way, you know, and then they kind of resume whatever it was they were going to do. Um, so in the way that it was built, I almost kind of expected that, like, okay, we're going to be working at ways to crack the other person's tension. But it seemed to me, looking at the seminar as a whole, it was looking at two facets, two sides to the same coin of tension, which is you have to work, you know, against your own tension first, right? You have to make sure that you're clean enough that you can sense and feel the attack, that you're clean enough that you can feel when you're off balance, when you're losing power, when you're giving away your hands, when you're giving away your posture, all these things. So work against your own tension. And then also, interestingly, he sort of said, it's, it's not necessarily... It's not necessary to to help the other person get rid of all of the tension all the time. You know, he, he said when he talked to Michael about the seminar and what he should teach, he goes, how do I help people get rid of tension? And Michael said, there's no problem if their opponent has attention. You should let him have it. You know, it's great. <laughs> then you can use it. You can, you know, you have levers and you have things that you can use. You should get rid of your own tension. But if your opponent has it, great. That, that's even better for, because it just gives me more handles. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. And, and something that I felt as we went through the seminar was that I had a much more concrete sense of what that feels like, right? The um, the opponent's tension became less intimidating. It, it did become a tool that gives you more handles. And you do this phenomenally well. You know, I've trained with you at Fight Club. Um, I, I believe it was last year. I think it was either a small group private we did with my group or it was one of the classes that you did afterwards. Um, and you did a drill where the person was just attacking. I can't remember if it was with grabs or strikes. Um, but you basically had hands like all over them, right? You were like, try not to settle on one leverage point right away. Don't choose one and then just work on it. You're like, just keep kind of scanning them, move around, escape, keep yourself safe, stay at a good working distance. But your hands were just kind of feeling them out, almost like <laughs> you know, feeling all over them to kind of test systematically for weak points. And then when you find a handle, I think this was your phrasing, like when you find a handle, great, use it, right? Um, and that drill was phenomenal and really well with it. But when, when I tried to apply it with like a, a class with very, very different levels, right? So the higher end guys were like, this was a great drill. And the lower end guys who have been training maybe less than a, a couple of years had real trouble dis discerning anything from that, right? They just didn't have the sensitivity. They didn't have the subtlety in the hands. Um, but this, but the way that Vlad phrased it and the, or maybe just the buildup of the the way that we trained it, I got a very, very concrete sense of what that was. And it literally felt like bars or bands of tension within people that you could grab the edges of and move them around like planks. You know, it was really, yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Had, did that, was that something to you or like, oh, this kind of old hat or was it something that um, was developed as well? Was there more detail in that for you as well? What I noticed, what became painfully clear, and I hope that people watching it uh, understood it, but yeah. probably not. So let me explain what I saw. Yeah. You have 
people in Sistema that are very relaxed and mm. very loose. So, um, you know, you can push them, punch them, kick them, grab them, throw them, and they, they fly. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Mm. It, it's wonderful. But so they, they have cultivated power as a defense, uh, cultivated relaxation and movement as a defensive mechanism. Sure. And they can move and this like that. But then um, the problem is they're too relaxed. Mm. And how you know is they're not able to be offensive. They're not able to to translate the same forward because when you relax, you don't have much. You, you're losing a lot of your uh, structure to develop power. Mm. So I'm um, I'm not saying you have to be tense to be powerful, but mm. you've 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 you if you cannot um, uh, deploy a strike, a kick, a punch, whatever it is um, that has the ability to uh, impact an aggressor. Yeah. Then you you've you you don't have anything. Like how yeah. will you? this sure so at some point you're like yes i i want to be defensive but i also you need to know how to be offensive with your relaxation yeah you need to know how to go forward and address this so they haven't played with it enough Mm. you haven't you haven't you've spent too much time and the relaxation has uh uh you're relaxing like into yourself yeah as opposed to relaxing into the situation or into the person yeah, like it's like a person that if I threw a punch and I relaxed my my body as I threw it, and I I, I bounced backwards. I'm too relaxed. Mm. I need to I need to hit, but I need you to go back. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. need me to yeah. go back. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're not working. Their their weight is too loose. Mm. It, it's not known to them, mm. uh, and they're, they're missing it. Yeah. You know, like when I'm when I was playing rugby and I, I tackled a guy, I wanted to be relaxed. I didn't because I knew that the person could change shape and that the ground was coming shortly after sure. I tackled. Him yeah. And the ground is hard. Yeah. So I needed yeah. to relax. I understood that. Mm. I mean, and you're going to tackle so many people in rugby so often that you don't get really high off of it. It's just something you got to do. Yeah. And, that, and, you know, to get the ball back or something. Um, so you didn't, you know, my weight when I hit, tackled the person, I needed the person to go backwards. Yeah, not yeah. me backwards. Sure, I love that. I love that phrasing that you just use. Actually, relax forward. That's a really interesting way of looking at it because there's almost like if you as a as a philosophy, like relaxing back is kind of just allowing things is just absorbing, right? Right, and you can also relax down, right? So you can develop pressure that you can develop stability that way, and you can absorb strikes by relaxing into your feet. But you still you don't do anything to them until you relax forward. That's really that's a great phrase. Vlad talked about, and he said it a few times: is don't rela- don't collapse, relax, and that's yeah, another way yeah. of looking at it. collapsing is into yourself, relax yeah, into yeah. the perlecus. So, um, so when you have somebody that's quite light, uh, usually smaller guys, um, not a crock against them. I mean, there are a lot of great fighters, I know they were very small, but you you have to cultivate the ability to be forward thinking and offensive. Yeah. Um, when you need to. So it's not just punching a bag or hurting somebody. You need to impact them. You need to move them away from you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's what became uh, obvious for me that people are spending too much time moving uh, loosey-goosey, mm-hmm. but but collapsing internally, physically, and also psychologically as well. Mm-hmm. It's also psychological collapse, and that's the that's the problem. So you got that hippie thinking, right? Yeah. La la la, relax, peace, love, and then even in their own thinking, everything starts to kind of go la 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 la. And you you, you know, it's uh, mm. you know, talking with people like this, you realize that there's no nothing solid there. It's just lots of free thinking, and everything's loves everybody, and everything is beautiful, um, uh, which you know, it's just a different idea, right? Yeah. So I I just think that 
if you're relaxed and you you can move well, that's awesome. You practice defensively. That's amazing. Okay, now go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need people to go forward. Like, mm. you know what I mean? We need people to be able to go forward when when needed, you know? Mm. Um, you know, and 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 you make those decisions. So Usually the people love to go forward, really love to go forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, um, they need to move, and <laughs> they need to. So we can learn from each other, right? Sure. I, I often give it a comparison. Like my legs teach my arms how to be heavy and strong. Hmm. My arms teach my legs how to be relaxed and supple. Hmm. Because they're they they can so big brother can teach little brother, little brother can teach big brother. Hmm. So. Really, you know, uh, cultivating that is important uh, yeah. for me to making sure. So that became obvious that way mm. uh, in the seminar that what Vlad was showing about relaxing and about uh, getting rid of tension didn't mean that you're not strong. Sure, <laughs> it didn't mean this, and and you can see his 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 demonstrations of forward thinking, forward yeah. actions, yeah, with relaxation and everybody marvels at it but they don't understand the amount of time and work he's put into it sure yeah definitely so i i think people maybe need to spend more time with the offensive aspects right yeah and 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 again change is frustrating and uncomfortable and we need to go through that yeah definitely yeah well said that's excellent super concise and definitely something people can take away in a concrete sense and work with as as instructors or as students definitely so what's um what's going on next for you we've got um i don't think we've seen you in north carolina until january but we've got our second part of our two-day um systema exploration seminar so really looking forward to that moving on from aspects of play last year to aspects of control i think this year um we've got a lot going on it's going to be it's going to be lot of fun um yeah, i'm working on a lot of good content you'll, you'll you'll see i i a lot of what i do is um i save a lot of my my notes and a lot of my my uh, thoughts and i really look at them in uh, real detail around december like i, yeah. I try like that's kind of like the slower time hmm. um, at the club and allows me to give the attention necessary for stuff like that and it yeah. just allows me to reflect on what i want to work on in the new year and what I want to work on myself on many different levels. And because as I grow uh, as a person, as you grow as a teacher, as you grow to the seminars and stuff. So hmm. um, a lot of good stuff planned. It's going to be sure. a lot of, I'm looking nice. forward to it. Um, Me too. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot going on and, you know, just, just growing guys. I, I can't stress it enough. We have to change like all of us, um, you know, change is so important for us. I think as a, as a species, we, we were exposed to it much more than we are now. We get really mm. comfortable, and that becomes, uh, uh, that becomes a, a real death trap. Um, change is good, regardless of good or bad. Staying the same is a real kiss of death. So mm. really trying to um, change how I see things, change the things I do. Um, sorry, somebody's cutting the grass. I don't know if you can hear that here. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. We managed to get all the way through like 45 minutes with nothing. So, yeah, so at some point, you got to have a dog interrupt or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I just change. I always tell people, just just make sure your changes. There'll be huge changes. Just yeah. little changes that make you see things the right way. Gotcha. Bro. Well, with that, uh, we'll leave your neighbor to his lawn mowing, and we'll look forward to seeing you in North Carolina in January. And uh, thanks so much for joining us again, man. That's uh, some great insights. Much appreciated. Keep training hard, everybody. Will do. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.